Hey, it's Jared. Today I wanted to share some tips on how to overcome some obstacles in your life, some unhealthy habits that you might be dealing with. And all of us have some habits that we've wanted to break in our life. We utilize those habits to go to because we might have been triggered in some way. Some frustration leads us to go to the fridge and eat. Some thing happens and we turn to alcohol. You know, a lot of us have a different range in which those habits have affected us. Some are small habits, some are much greater habits that really have effects on our overall health or maybe even safety. And so with those, we definitely want to look at how we can overcome the trigger process that leads to getting to the habit that we are trying to avoid so that we can improve our lifestyle. And I have some tips on how to get yourself out of that situation because initially it is all about breaking that cycle of going from whatever that trigger is to taking part in whatever that habit is that you are trying to get away from. Of course, there is a lot of like self-awareness work and things that you really need to do to better understand yourself so that you can avoid the triggers altogether. And so that if you are triggered, you have a very quick and easy process for redirection and a better understanding of self and why those are even triggers in the first place are gonna help a ton. And so as I talk about these things, these are tips to help you get out of those situations so that you don't go down the road of dealing with those habits. But the real work is going to be up here. It's going to be understanding why those are problems in the first place because it is a, a pain point that we're trying to avoid. Some trigger happens, it causes pain, usually up here, it causes some sort of pain in our head, and we need to get around that. We need to figure out a way to deal with that. We don't like pain, so we develop these ways to, of course, limit the pain, and that's where habits come in. We go and eat food because the consumption of food calms us down. It makes us feel better. For some people, it's alcohol. They want to numb the pain, and the alcohol keeps them from having to think about it. For other people, it's relationships. There's a lot of different things that we can utilize to numb the pain, and they are learned behaviors that we have built up as ways to avoid dealing with the pain of the problem at hand. And so the best thing that you can do is to do the work, whether it be counseling or uh, you know some sort of professional help so that you can understand and get through that process. But these are the things that I determined helped me out a lot as I was really trying to break cycles that were deeply embedded in me over years of trying to avoid certain pains that I didn't necessarily know that I had, but that is exactly what I was doing, was trying to avoid the pain of something. So the first one is that I started setting a timer for five minutes and doing some breathing and focusing on that breathing. Now, I'm not like a, a, a woo-woo focused breathing guy or whatever. There's a lot of videos on YouTube right now and a lot of podcasts where people are talking about all of this and different forms of meditation. And I, I'm not going down that road of talking about those things. I think that there are probably some value uh, in all of those things and certain aspects of them. But for me, it was actually just setting a timer and I would use my, uh, I had like a little Google Home right by my desk and I would use that. I would ask it to set a timer for five minutes and then I'd just sit back and close my eyes and then just breathe and try to think about the breathing. And what was weird is that I wasn't, well, I guess not weird, but I wasn't really able to to get anywhere with that at the beginning. It was advice that I was trying to follow that someone else had suggested, 
and just focusing, like focused breathing. I don't even know what that means. I can't focus on things half the time anyways. So how am I going to sit here and focus on breathing? So for me, I just started actually thinking about my breathing. I was focusing on the breathing. It wasn't focused breathing, but I was focusing on the breathing. So I was thinking about my chest rising and falling. I was thinking about where the air was going as it entered my mouth and went into my system and that it was going into my blood and that the blood was going into my feet and that it was coming back up and that, uh, you know, just I, I went down that rabbit hole of really just thinking about the process. And while I can't do that every single time because it gets kind of annoying, I've gotten better at being able to sit there and close my eyes and just breathe and allow that to disrupt the frustration or whatever the trigger was that was leading me towards thinking about that habit that I'm trying to not give into, that I was trying to break. So the focused breathing, a lot of times for the five minutes, I would be sitting there trying my hardest not to think about the frustration or the habit and for five minutes, and then when that timer would go off, it was almost like, oh, wow, okay, cool, I made it five minutes. And that whole just little process of not giving into anything, whether it be thinking about the trigger or thinking about the habit, for five minutes was enough to break the cycle. But not all the time was it enough, and so I would move on to the next one. And a lot of times I would do this second thing regardless, which is actually writing down uh, what I was feeling you may need a private app for this depending on the situation for you. I know for me, I was just utilizing my daily log in Notion that I've talked about in another video on this uh, on this channel and on this podcast. And so with my daily log, I would kind of write a few sentences about what was happening, what I was feeling. Maybe a client frustrated me. Maybe uh, some situation happened and uh, with a family member or whatever, and I was frustrated. I would write about that. I had a keyword list of feelings that I could choose from, which sounds a little weird, uh, especially from a guy, but I would choose from a list of keywords that were feelings, and so that way I could sort for them later. When I thought about them as data and things that I could sort so that I can look at all of those later by the specific keyword, that made it a little easier for me to be assigning emotions to every single thing that I was feeling. So what's nice about my daily log is that later on I can actually go and look at things by feeling. So I could choose the, the keyword frustrated and then underneath that it would show me all of my different entries that I entered and chose frustrated and a lot of times I see patterns in there and I was able to see like oh like that keeps happening and I keep getting frustrated. I need to change that so that that isn't a trigger in my life anymore. And so by doing all of this tracking and making that the process as part of disrupting the habit process that I've given into for so long, I was able to create this like this amazing list of things that I can go to and whether it's frustrated or angry or sad or even happy and I want to go and look at some of the things that were good, I'm using my daily log so that I can keep track of all of that. It's like having a journal, but it's a journal that you can easily sort. I always failed at using journals because you can write, 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 and fill out a whole journal, and then how do you know where anything is at in that journal? You can flip through it. It's going to take you forever. I might as well just go give into my bad habit. It definitely didn't work for me, but being able to sort everything and look at it by keyword and see all of the things that I had entered before and read them and be reminded that this is nothing new, that this pain that I'm feeling is not new, and all 
also be able to look at the situations that maybe continue to cause it and, and make some change so that I don't go down those roads anymore. So if you wanna see more about that, definitely check out my daily log video on my YouTube channel. Uh, you can also play something calming or inspiring or motivational, use a meditation app, the Bible app, listen to a podcast. There's lots of ways that you can just disrupt the, those thoughts by consuming some bit of content. Often I would go to some podcast episodes that were really inspiring to me that I saved. There are a couple of YouTube videos and a little playlist that I saved. Um, maybe I'd listen to some music. If I was really feeling feeling distracted and having a hard time to where I couldn't even focus on the podcast episode or focus on the soft music or whatever, I would just flat out put on some metal. I'd put on some headphones and I would blow my eardrums out to some metal. It disrupted everything that was going on because it was loud, the guitars, the drums, the screaming, all of that just, and, and I like metal to begin with, so no big deal there. What I definitely try to avoid is metal that has lyrics that are uh, sad, that are depressing. A lot of metal does have that. You're, you know, uh, just not uplifted by it. But there are a lot of metal artists out there that produce uplifting lyrics, even though you can't really understand what they're saying half the time. When you do read the lyrics, they're uplifting. Then the loud music, all of that, the thrashing in your ears disrupts the process. For me, it's really great. And I'll make sure to list some of my favorite metal artists down in the description below in case you want to go at it that method. But a lot of times playing something calming or some sort of music or whatever uh, and just kind of sitting back and relaxing, maybe even making that part of your step one, that five-minute timer, trying not to think about anything other than what you're listening to uh, is going to help out. It's going to help you disrupt that process. It's going to stop you from thinking about the trigger that you're running over and over again in your head that's causing that pain and that's leading you towards that habit that you're trying to avoid acting out and, and giving into once again. The fourth thing is to send a text message to someone you care about. Now, if you have like an accountability partner or someone who understands your situation and your bad habits, then you may want to text them and let them know that you're struggling right now because that person is probably aware and wants to be very accessible so that they can call you or you can call them and you can kind of get through that process together. Together. If you don't have that type of person in your life, simply sending a text message to a person, letting them know that you're thinking about them, asking them how their day was. A lot of times, like because you're asking them something about them, they're going to respond right away and you can get into a conversation with them. They don't necessarily have to know about your triggers or your struggles or your habits uh, or any of that stuff. But now you're in a conversation with someone in a text message talking about them, which is taking the focus off of you and your issue and your able to just kind of exist there. And, uh, and then that may be enough to break that, that momentary cycle that you're in. This is definitely not something that scales that well, as you can't just start texting people all the time and try to disrupt your process by having hundreds of text messages going. But it's definitely something that you can do in the moment uh, to get out of a situation by just getting into a conversation with someone else. The fifth thing I would do is stand up and stretch. I work behind a desk all day, so I might stand up and stretch and just, you know, pull my hands back and just really stretch a little bit to the point where it's like, it doesn't hurt, but it definitely, you're feeling everything stretching and just kind of opening up my chest. Uh, I learned this from a chiropractor friend of mine as not a method for trying to relieve stress or anything, but just a stretching method. I would go and put my arms up against a door frame and then lean through the door frame, which is opening up my chest. 
It's, it's stretching me and I can breathe a little bit better because it's opening up my lungs. And so sometimes I'll just put my arms up on uh, each side of the door frame and then just lean in and push. And it's a good stretching method. Uh, I could feel my back pop sometimes. I mean, it's it opens up my chest. I'm breathing more deeply. It's definitely a good stretching method that I utilize all the time. Now, if you work in close proximity to your frustrations or maybe even just being alone is sometimes a trigger to you, getting up and walking around, getting out of the room, getting out of the office, going outside is something that you might have to do. I know for me, being that I work at home and that I am inside a lot, getting outside and doing more of that stretching outside with some sun on me definitely is rejuvenating at times because I'm inside, I've got computer screens coming at me, I don't have a whole lot of window light coming in, and just the vitamin D isn't there, and so getting outside, getting some sunlight, walking around the yard, sometimes I'll even go and get my dog and take him for a walk. There have been many instances where I've actually had to do that in order to just keep myself occupied. A lot of times I'll get a couple laps around the block or whatnot. I come back home, I feel great, I get back behind my desk and start working and the trigger issue, the habit, all of that is no big deal anymore because I was able to sidetrack that for the time being. The last thing is to leave and go somewhere safe. A lot of times it's our situation, it's the environment that may be the trigger or something about that, and we need to just go and retreat to somewhere safe. There is nothing wrong with that at all. Of course, I do say you need to go somewhere safe because some of us do retreat to places that are not safe. If you struggle with alcohol, you could easily retreat to a bar or to a liquor store. You don't want to do that. You want to go somewhere safe. So you need to have those safe places figured out and set up ahead of time, whether it's going to a coffee shop and just sitting down and having a coffee and reading a book and just letting the pain subside that way or meeting a friend, or heading to your church and meeting with your pastor, or something like that. There are lots of different ways that we can retreat to some place that is more safe, but the key to that is that you have those places set up. You can't just simply leave and start driving. That is not going to work out because you will end up retreating to those places that are not safe, especially if those are actual physical places. So you want to make sure that you have something set up that is safe, that you can leave to, if that is a step that you need to take. So like I said at the beginning, our bad habits are things that we retreat to to avoid pain that we're feeling, pain that we don't necessarily understand how to deal with. So the number one thing that you're going to want to do is try to figure out how to manage that pain. And that doesn't mean by finding a new habit that is maybe not as destructive, but it is figuring out what is causing that pain, what the, what the triggers are, understanding all of that. And I hope that a few things that I talked about in this video help you with that process. I don't want you to be alone in this process. I'll a lot of us that do have habits that we reach out to, uh, we are lonelier, we are more introverted, we don't tend to have the types of relationships that we should have in our lives that prevent those things from happening, and we definitely didn't get the tools growing up that we needed in order to exist in society without having some issues existing in society. So I do recommend that you try and find someone that you can talk to whether it be a counselor. I know for me it was a counselor. I found a counselor that was able to help me kind of look at the different habits and understand where those were coming from. And a lot of that was trial and error, but we figured it out. And now I know what those triggers are caused and why they're there and how to deal with that. 
being aware is the biggest part of that. A lot of times we just are not aware or we choose not to be aware and we choose to go the easier route, which is tends to be the more destructive route. So I hope that you find something that can help you uh, mitigate that and get past that. You definitely can't do it alone. It is a very hard thing to do by yourself. So that's going to do it for this episode. I hope that it helped you in one way or another, and I hope that you can send it to somebody that you do think can be helped by this. It's definitely not a solution for everybody, but understanding that you have a framework in place, that you have some things that you can go to instead of that destructive habit is going to help you by leaps and bounds. That is the number one thing that helped me initially was making sure that I had an escape route, which are some of these different things. Some of them work great, whereas some of them have to be a little bit more involved, like flat out getting out of the situation altogether. Those things need to be in place. Otherwise, you're going to go to the easy habit that is the destructive habit that is going to lead to the unhealthy future that you're trying to avoid. So I hope that this helped. If I can help in any way, please let me know down in the comment section or send me a message through social media and I'll do my best. But finding someone local to you is definitely gonna be your best option. I am not a counselor. I am not a professional. All I have is the things that I have done for myself that have worked and I wanna share them with you so that you can implement them if they seem right for you. I also would recommend that you take these thoughts and share them with someone that is a professional so that you can understand whether or not they are the best fit for you because these are just my experiences and I definitely don't have enough experience in helping other people and I'm definitely not licensed to be able to give that type of advice. So take whatever I say and apply it carefully, but only with the guidance of a licensed professional. But that's gonna do it for this episode today. Don't continue to go down your path of giving into destructive habits. They are not sustainable. They will eventually lead to damage that is irreparable. You don't want to get down that path so far that it creates more hurts and pains as a result. So do the work now to fix those issues. And if I can help direct you in any way, please reach out to me so that I can do that. But that's going to do it for today. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end, and I hope to see you back in another video or podcast episode. Take care.